Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Listen to Scoopy Radio with Brandon Robinson. Scoopy Radio. Welcome to another edition of Heavy Live with Scoopy. I am Brandon Scoopy Robinson, senior writer at Heavy.com, and it's always a party whenever the WWE is in the building. No different as I got my homegirl, Georgia Smith, in the queue. What's going on, man? Hey, Seth. Thank you guys so much for having me. I'm so excited. We've been talking all about this for months, but you've been so busy, and I've been busy, and now we're here. So I'm so glad to be here. Basketball has been kicking my butt. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I saw on your Instagram, it's like every day. So I, yeah, I totally get you. But hey, finally. Finally, finally. Um, basketball is cool, but wrestling for me, um, you know, I, I grew up a 90s kid, well, born in the 80s, 90s kid, watching, you know, WWE superstars. So you had, you know, Bret Hart, who was your uncle. You had Hulk Hogan, Razor Ramon, Shawn Michaels, and the British Bulldog. So one day when I randomly got a follow on Instagram from the British Bulldog and then from Georgia J. Smith, I said, What's going on here? Um, what I, I guess you know, I talked to a lot of uh, kids of NBA players about the journey of what it's like um, being um, the child of a of a star and uh, in, in, in basketball. And so I take that and I raise you, you know, being the child of the British Bulldog, being the niece of Bret Hart. Yeah, is that a lot of pressure for you? Um. I mean, growing up, it wasn't so much, but now that I'm, you know, an adult, it definitely has put pressure, definitely. Um, and it's crazy because, you know, I was talking to somebody about this recently, and it's like people expected me to get into wrestling, and it just wasn't in the cards for me. It just wasn't, I had no interest in it. My dad didn't want me to be in wrestling. You know, he was a very protective dad and didn't want me in it. So, you know, Obviously, Harry, that's that's what he wants to do. But um, <laughs> obviously, but like when you're not 
in wrestling, people expect you to, they're like, why aren't you wrestling? Why? I get it like every day on social media or like every day, like, so why aren't you wrestling? Why aren't you wrestling? And people also think that because I'm related to somebody that like that, that door is just open for me or like, you know, I've got the silver platter or like, oh, she's, she's got it handed to her. It's like, I don't. And since I'm not in wrestling, like people are like, well, she's not living up to like her, her, their potential. And it's like, it's like, I get flack because I'm not in wrestling and I get flack and I would get flack if I was in wrestling, because if I was in wrestling, then it'd be like, oh, well, she just got the job because of her family. Well, it's like, that's not the situation, but because I'm not people are like, why isn't she, why isn't she, what? So it's like, and now it's like, it's kind of that more pressure I'm feeling. Cause I'm like, well, should I have just gone into it? I'm like, you know what I mean? It's almost like damned if you do, damned if you don't. Exactly. And that's how, that's exactly how I feel. Like, I feel like, you know, I didn't get into it and people are not happy. And I, if I were to get into it, people would not be happy. So it's, I feel like I see it with Charlotte Flair. I see it with Natty. I see like they, and that's like, oh, well, they're how they are because of who they're related to, which is not the situation. But if they were to be doing regular jobs or something else, people would have something to say about that too. Exactly. It's like nepotism. People people think you should because of who you're related to, but then when you don't, it's like, well, why don't you? Because you're related to. Exactly. And people are like, oh, you know, they just think that, like, well, if you just try out tomorrow, you're going to get it. No, that wouldn't happen. Like, that wouldn't. And also, I've tried out for WWE as, you know, an on-camera role, and I didn't get it. So it doesn't matter. Wow. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Wow. WWE is cash cow. Um, WCW, um, your 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 dad was in that as well. I think he and Sting had a bond uh, there. Yeah. Biggest differences between both uh, leagues from your perspective as a kid. So biggest differences between like WCW and WWE at the time. F E yeah. <laughs> um. Well, in my personal opinion, I'm not talking about WCW 93, but later on WCW, like 98, Mm -hmm. um, when my dad returned, it was just, I don't know, it was just like chaos. Like it was just, there was no rhyme or reason for anything. It just seemed like things and people were just really unprofessional. And I didn't really like how they handled things with my dad. Whereas with WWE, they're, they're really, they really take, in my opinion, they take care of their people and they look out for the people and they look for the people's best interests. Whereas WCW, uh, I don't know, like judging, judging as me watching as a fan and as my dad's daughter, it was, um, I don't know. It was a lot different than WWE because WWE, my dad seemed really happy (laughs) for the most part. He seemed really happy. And the WCW, it was like, Ooh, this, this, I don't, I don't like, I don't like this British bulldog on here. <laughs> when you, I guess your dad and Bret Hart, when, mm. um, was there ever a split in the family of who goes for who and who argued with who based upon, I guess, those two matches? It would almost be like in basketball. You look at, for example, um, Doc Rivers, who's the coach of the 76ers. His son-in-law, uh, Seth Curry, who's Steph Curry's brother, is getting ready to marry his his daughter. So you have like you have like the family rivalries and stuff. Was it ever weird during pay per views and stuff? Like who was rooting for who? Cousins, brothers, etc. Um, that's a good question. That's a very good question. Um, 
Well, for the most part, I was always in Florida when my dad was wrestling, like in those days. So um, it would just be like my brother and I, and obviously we would cheer for my dad. Sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, sometimes it would be it would be really uh, difficult. Like with SummerSlam '92, it was like I mean, obviously I picked my dad, but man, <laughs> it's like who do you pick? It's mm-hmm. like you got England's Golden Boy and you got Bret Hart. So I mean. Yeah, that's a very good question, though. Um, I'm going to ask my cousins, who were you guys rooting for back in the day? Because, you know, I don't know. Maybe it varied. Maybe it was like Davey one time and Brett the next or Owen. And I, that's, that's a very good question. Georgia, when I look at uh, your dad when he did, I don't know if you call them cornrows or dreads. First of all, yeah. I swear y'all have some black blood in y'all because you guys have, like, when I see the, 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 the kinky hair and I see... It reminds me of like Ludacris um, back in the day, like when he would have his hair the blowout. Like, do you remember hair braiding sessions with your dad? Oh, uh, that's so funny that you ask that because I I don't know if you saw my inst- my dad's Instagram, his hair when he took the braids out. Yeah. And there was a bunch of comments and people were like, "Is he was he black? Is he half black? Is your dad black?" Yeah. Please please <laughs> enlighten me. What's going on there? I mean. I don't know. I have, uh, as far as I'm aware of, he, he, he wasn't. Um, I know there's Italian blood. There's Italian. Yes. But that doesn't explain the hair still. I don't know. Um. <laughs> and, I mean, my hair is, as you can see, but um, <laughs> it's so funny that you ask that. Uh, I remember he would go to a place in Tampa and a woman did it. And it was like, she did it really, really tight. And it was actually, like, really painful. And she had a daughter that, like, I would play with. And I remember my dad's beads. I used to play with them. Like, they would dangle, and I used to, like, whoop, put them up, whoop, one, one after another up his hair. Yeah. <clears throat> but, yeah, uh, I remember one time as well, he got the one braid stuck in a rope and, like, no. ripped the hair out. Yeah, it ripped it out. You know. Yeah, and, like, it didn't, like, bleed immediately. And as my mom said, it was, like, an orange peel. Oh, no. And it was just like, da, 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 yeah, of all of his, yeah, the hair dots. Yeah, that that always that always threw me. I was like, with all due respect, who is this white man with braids? It just threw me off. <laughs> but I, Nobody's done it. Well, I guess Road Dog, I guess, did it. But yeah, but 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 Davy Boy was the first. Davy Boy was the first, and he he pulled it off. I think. Yeah. He had the the face to to do it, but. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, I used I did have braids like that um in two thousand three. That was when that was when Alan Iverson was rocking it. That's when every like that yeah. was the thing. Uh, mine so. was by accident. I was I said I wanted hair extensions, and when I mm-hmm. turned, it was all braids, and I was like, "What?" And she's like, "You asked for hair extensions." I'm like, "No, like <laughs> hair extensions that you like you glue, not braids." Yeah. She was like, oh, whoops, but as much hair as I've got, she did the, already the back part. Right. And I was like, well, there's no going back now. I'm already, yeah. you know, three quarters done. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, people would say to me, they're like, you need to get that, get this back. And I'm like, oh, God. I, I've had it, but I don't know. I don't know. It's, I've got a lot of hair. We're all in the house with a pandemic. Now's the time to be creative. That's, that's a very good point. You know, I... <laughs> I'm debating on like changing my hair, but I don't even know what to do. I know we're getting off topic, but yeah. it's it's no no holds barred. We're we're having a candid conversation. Who 
was your favorite wrestler to meet throughout throughout your dad's career? <laughs> I guess The Rock would be my favorite. Tell me more. Um. Well, I had I had a wee bit of a little crush on him. Okay. So I said to my dad, and I had met him like previously before in the past, but I was like, you know, 13. And I was like, can you please introduce me to him? And my dad's like, okay. And I, and I was like, I thought I was going to faint. But yeah. And I've, I've met him a few times since then. And yeah, I don't think he remembers meeting me. But <laughs> <laughs> that I know that's like a weird answer, but I was the most excited to meet him. And he's always the coolest, nicest most genuine, most humble person in wrestling I've ever met. So, I mean, he's so popular and powerful and you'd think like, oh, he might be kind of rude or that deep. No, he's always, always cool. I've met him a few times on either, you know, different occasions, different places. And he's always, always takes time to talk to people. Who was some of the toughest opponents that Davey ever faced he told me haku was the toughest man he had ever met mm. okay that's what he said he was like i would not want to get into a fight with him and steve blackman who my dad actually traveled with mm -hmm. he said steve black steve blackman was really tough that dude is, is tough as nails Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I see blackman could break um like a window with like uh, as my dad called it a pump kick like he could break, I mean, obviously he could break a window, but he could do it so easily with like a little kick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Favorite match of your dad's? Favorite match. I mean, obviously SummerSlam 92. Mm-hmm. Probably like, I mean, you can't really get any better than that. It's, I mean, that that was probably like the, the peak of his career and just overall just everything about that match but i did enjoy there was a in your house match with him and brett in 95 i really liked and his stuff later on um again with the rock i really liked because i felt like my dad's personality was coming out more like as a heel and they just i just thought they worked good together and like the two different like it's crazy because the rocks like harry's size my brother's size so it's like mm -hmm. watching harry and my dad wrestle if if harry today could wrestle my dad. Do you watch the current product of wrestling and who reminds you most of Davey? Hmm. I do watch the current product. I do watch it. Um, that's the most like Davey. Mm -hmm. That's a very good question. I mean, I, there hasn't been anybody that I've watched that I'm like, Oh, he's like Davey or who I would compare. I mean, except Harry. Uh, I actually have no answer for that. <laughs> I have no answer for that because there's nobody that I, that comes to mind. The dog, the pile of dog poop match with The Rock. You mm. talked about him. Did you think that was kind of weird? It was a little embarrassing at school because people would be like, because my dad would come pick me up or whatever, and people would be like, The Rock. Rock bottom, him and dog poo, like whispering to each other. And I was like, oh God. And it was real dog feces. I didn't know that. Sugar honey iced tea, yes. It was real. And the rock 
actually told me that a couple of years ago. I was like, no, that was fake. He was like, no, that was real. And he said, like, we could smell it from so far away. And he's like, your dad was getting all ready for the match, baby oil, pumping up, stretching. And he's like, that's dog. I'm going to have to be rock bottomed in that. And he's like, your dad's face just dropped. And I was like, oh, my God. And he's like, but, you know, he did it. So I, I thought, like, oh, it's just, like, fake or whatever. No. No. It was real. No. <laughs> My dad, what a sport, what a pro going through that. I and I guess he was told like last minute and he was like, What? He needed a signing bonus for that. Right? Exactly. What was your relationship like with Shawn Michaels? I loved Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels was like my first crush as well. <laughs> <laughs> he I really liked Shawn Michaels. He used to always give like my mom stuffed toys to give to me or my dad's stuffed toys to like, give us to Georgia. Like when they'd be on the road, mm-hmm. and I was like, Oh my God. Like, he, would, he would do it all the time. He always made time to be nice to me and was nice to my cousins. Um, yeah. I have a, got a lot of good memories of Shawn Michaels. Your thoughts on Zelina Vegas's release due to trying to unionize the WWE. Um, I mean, I wish her, the, the best of luck and um i understand uh what she was doing um but you know i know that wwe they did say you know prior to that that they wanted the wrestlers to stop with the twitch and the cameo and um it's a it's a fickle business and um you know what she did wasn't wrong i don't think i don't think it was wrong but you know i hope she can come back um you know because i think she's really really talented and she's a really nice person and she's worked so hard to get to where she's at and she's so good like she's so good on the mic she's good in the ring she's like the package and you know she's got such a good story so i hope you know in the future she can come back and i believe she will i think you know things like this happen um but, you know, I think I think uh, she's going to do her own thing right now. And um, w- I wish her the best of luck. Your uncle, Owen Hart, was a legend. And to me, when I watched him, I thought it was so cool when he was like the only non-black person in the nation of domination. Yeah. I was like, wait, he's, he, he's woke. He's down for the cause. Yeah. What was he like? My Uncle Owen? Yeah. Like, in general? Um, yeah. My Uncle Owen was, like, the nicest person ever. Just such a good heart. Um, literally, such a good heart. He was probably the the best heart in my family. He's just... Um, nobody like him. And he was such a family man. Like, family was first. Um... Just, just such a funny, wonderful, warm, giving, generous person. I unfortunately, like, I didn't get to see Owen a lot because he was always wrestling. And then when he was home, he was with his family, mm-hmm. and that was, you know, he did everything and anything he could to always be with his family and to like always go to his kids, you know, talent shows or sporting events. Like, he he went above and beyond for them, and yeah, he was literally like the best dad, best son, best dad. Uh, 
best brother. Um, there's not a bad word. I don't think anybody could say about him. He was literally like a saint walking the earth. Where were you and how did you receive the news when, when the tragedy happened? And how old were you? Um, I was 11. Uh, it was a 99. It was actually a, like a warm day in Calgary, I remember. And my grandfather had the uh, wrestling ring outside. It was outside at this point because it was warm out. And my cousins and I were going to do like a, like a water fight in the ring because like the ring's like vinyl. So like we put water in there and like, woo, slide around. And we're like, oh yeah, we're going to do that. And we're, my cousin, I think it was my cousin Brooke and I were changing in the bathroom in my, my grandpa's house. <clears throat> and I walk out of the bathroom and it was like the phone's ringing off the hook. And my Aunt Allison is like on her knees, like screaming, crying. And I was like, what's going on? And my Uncle Smith was in the library. He said, Owen fell. Like, I think he like fell into the audience or something. And like, we didn't, I didn't really know anything more. I was like, oh, is he okay? And he's like, I don't know. And then, you know, came to be, you know, my grandfather got the news, like he died. And uh, I remember going up to walking up to my parents' house uh, where they were watching the pay-per-view at. It was just right up the hill. And I walked there and my dad came in the house and he saw me at the table and he's like, what's going on? Because, like, he just came into the somber atmosphere, and I'm like, Owen's dead. And he's like, no, he's not. He said, shut up. I said, yeah, he fell. And my dad was like, what? And then he went upstairs to console my mom. But I remember, like, I told him what happened. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, it was a really, really dark day. Yeah, to me, like... It, it it in basketball when they talk about Kobe when he passed the world hasn't been the same since he passed yeah. and that's how I felt when Owen passed. Yeah, that's how, that's that's a very good comparison. Like our family has never been the same since that happened, and um, you know, it was just I just watching that Dark Side of the Ring episode. There was lots of things I didn't know about it, and you know, after the fact and watching that. It's it was just such such a tragedy. Yeah, that that yeah that 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 man. I didn't watch it. The pay per view. I was I was at church that it was a Sunday. I was doing something, but when I came home and it was all over the news, I was like, "What?" Yeah, I couldn't believe it. I could not believe it. I and I remember seeing Owen's body and like. I I can I have never gotten that image out of my head. I'm gonna leave that there. Um, your dad and Owen were pranksters. Yes. Yeah. What was their? What, what was the funniest thing that you saw Owen do? The funniest thing you saw your dad do? Mm. That you can share. <laughs> Uh, well, they, they did a lot of funny pranks together. I actually posted one of them on my dad's Instagram, um, a while ago. Um, it was just them prank calling people. It was really, really funny. But one funny one that I just, it was just so innocent and so funny was they put Hillbilly Jim's, uh, goats inside Vince's office. <laughs> and when Vince walked in, they're like, man, they're like all eating the paper and like shredding up everything and ruining and he's like, Owen, oh, pulled off. 
like they were like, oh, I don't know how they got in there. Like one's on the desk and like, Meh. like they were, I don't know how many goats there were in that office, but I thought that was so funny. I, a birdie told me um, that in Summer during slum, SummerSlam 92, you were in the nosebleeds watching mm-hmm. your dad wrestle on, uh, Bret Hart in front of 80,000 people at Wimberley Stadium. Why the nosebleeds? I think because they were like the only seats available. And because okay. that's that's the royal box, so that's where the queen sat. Okay. What was that experience like? Well, the ring was like that big from like where we were sitting. It was mm-hmm. really, really small and like the little Titantron, the screens were really small. Um, yeah, I've never been to any wrestling event like it ever uh it was really it was it was like walking for miles trying to get to our seats and get out of there but um yeah when my dad wins the reaction is the loudest reaction i've ever heard in my life to any event um it was it was something that i'll i'll forever cherish and i just wish i could go back and do it again i like me today and experience that and you know because when I, I was like five, I didn't understand, like, you know, it was. But now I wish I could do it again. But yeah, I think we live in a day and age where YOLO is a thing. Yeah. And giving people their flowers while they're living is a thing. And, 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 and I'll add to that by saying, um, I don't think you really process until you're somewhere between the ages of 16 and 21 that this is not forever and you stay with the moment now because tomorrow's not promised. And so when I hear you talk about that, me personally, it makes me think about, I've been to Canada twice. I've been to Montreal. I've been to Toronto. Um, the last time I was in Toronto or Canada was two years, was four years ago. I went to the NBA all-star game <clears throat> and something in my mind said, watch Kobe and enjoy that moment. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy because, you know, that was his last year. And so when I when I hear you talk about wishing you could go back or like, yeah, I, I'm curious to know that I take that and I raise you. Is there anybody in wrestling? I mean, I'm sure you're going to say The Rock, but maybe outside of that, that you ever sit back and you just enjoy the art of watching them wrestle? Hmm. <laughs> That's, there's a couple. Um, very good question. Um, I actually really enjoy watching Ricochet wrestle. I think he's really entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoy watching. Um, oh God, was it? There's somebody. There was a match yesterday that I watched with Harry and Jacob Fatu. That was just really, really good. Like I, it was just a really good match and sitting and watching Jacob and Harry, I've never seen them wrestle together ever. Um, that was, that was really good. So I'm going to go with Jacob Fatu as well. And, um, just think if there's anybody else in, in WWE, uh, TJ Wilson, I really, when TJ wrestled, that was somebody who I could sit back and, and watch because he was so good as well. So I'm going to go with those people. Bret Hart 
had a swag. If I can encapsulate it in one, hear me out. He had the presence of Michael Jordan. He had the swag of Joel Santana and Cameron from Dipset. Hip-hop-wise, the way he dressed, wearing pink, wearing the glasses. Yep. And when I watched his boots, they always looked like the Jordan 11's Pat Leathers, the white with the black on the side. Yep. In your mind, what made Brett special? His overall just his swag. What what made him special in your mind? Um well, that's a good question. Because to me personally, Brett reminded me a lot of my mom. Hmm. So like that's why I connected so much with Brett, and that's why I loved him so much was because like I never wanted to see him get hurt because he reminded of my mom a lot. And I think he was, I think a lot of females really, really connected to Brett and really, really loved Brett. And I don't, I don't know why that, that is, or was obviously he's very good, good looking man and everything, but I look at Brett and I like, he reminds me of my mom. So I, I don't know. I've, that, that's, that's for me. Um, but he was, Brett was just overall different. Like you said, like he kind of had like that, like a rock star kind of look, but he was also really, really cool. Yes. So yeah, that's, he was like, he was like just a really good combination. I think he was just overall like the bright pink and then the black and then his music. Who doesn't love Brett's music? Shawn Michaels was a close second, but Brett was that dude. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And I'll add, if it, it was almost like an LL Cool J type of effect. The ladies love LL Cool J. That's why it's LL Cool J. But then the dudes loved him because the girls liked him. Yeah, yeah. But he still put out hits, and I feel like with Brett, Brett put put out some put put out some performances. I mean, the sharpshooter was the move. It wasn't the Boston Crab. It was his own move. But at the same time, like like Brett had hits, man. Like I remember when the, I guess it was the Royal Rumble where they had to redo it, and it, it, his foot didn't hit. That people were wondering whose foot. I think it was him and Lex Luger mm-hmm. whose foot hit first, and then they kept running the replay over and over again. Yeah, that's the thing about Brett that stands out to me. I remember him in Yokozuna. I remember him in Stone Cold. I remember him and 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 like I said, Lex Luger. Like I just remember Brett had hits. In your mind, if he had stayed in the WWE, will we be talking about him like we talk about The Rock? Uh, I don't know. I honestly, like, I have no idea. But you made me think, like, Brett was also, like, he, to this day, like, I don't know if it's, like, fashion or, but I feel like he was, like, a trendsetter. Yes, I feel like his glasses, like you find that on Fashion Nova. You find, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like you'll see like the t- top people wearing his glasses and it's like, oh, he's been doing that for years. Just, there was just little things that now, you know what I mean? It's crazy. Um, but if he were to have stayed in WWE, like, do you, are you saying like, would you think he would be like even more popular? Like even more like. Your uncle was an icon and I feel like like in football people talk about Barry Sanders what if Barry Sanders had stayed and not retired when you look at 
hoops. You look at Michael Jordan and you say, well, what if he didn't retire the first time when the Bulls have won that championship in 90s? Like, I feel like he left when he was supposed to because that was his decision. Yeah. But you wonder the what if. What if he would have stayed? That, like, what, like, like, and it was his own personal decision, no shade, no criticism. But, like, I, I was a fan of Brett. What if? I think, I think so. I think, I mean, I think he's talked about pretty much on the same level as The Rock. The Rock just went Hollywood. Yes. So I think that's the only difference. I don't know if, if Brett, if he would have continued going down that Hollywood route or what he would have done, but um, yeah, I think I think Brett is and, and was, will always be, you know, he's an icon. He's going to be spoken about forever and ever and ever and ever. I feel like his, his legacy will not die. Tell me something. Before the pandemic, mm-hmm. Davey was uh, inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. Who gives the acceptance speech? Uh, it's going to be Harry, and I think I'm going to get a little tiny bit of time. That's real. I think I think that that his his induction um, is overdue, but right on time. Exactly. I totally agree with you. Yeah. Your mom is a legend as well. <laughs> oh, mama. Yeah. Where did your mom and dad meet? They met in Calgary at my grandfather's house. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was about 17 years. Yeah, she was 17. I think my dad was 17 going on 18. And she... <laughs> He went in the house and he had like this really gross bug bite because I guess he got bitten in South Africa right before his trip to Canada. Mm-hmm. And he asked my mom when he walked in and my mom already knew him because my mom saw his pictures and was like at love at first sight. And so she, when she saw him, she was so excited and he had no idea who she was. He just knew this was the promoter's daughter or whatever. And he said, do you have a plaster for this? I've got this wound on my arm. And she was like, oh, yeah, okay. And she had no idea what a plaster was. And she's, like, searching over the house. And she asked my grandma. She's like, what's a plaster? The guy downstairs wants it. She's like, oh, darling, it's a Band-Aid. They call that a band It's a Band-Aid. And anyone, they call it a plaster. <laughs> my mom was like, oh, God. that's I could have given him that, like, forever ago. I had no idea what he was talking about. Um, but, yeah, that was the first time at my grandfather's house. It was probably, I think, 1981, I think it was. Mm-hmm. And uh, she was just had the hots for him, you know, from that day forward. Well, obviously before that, but she met him. That's when she met him and was like, he stole my heart. She was so in love. <laughs> You're, you have been instrumental um, in keeping your dad's legacy alive. When did that light bulb come on that that was your responsibility? That's so crazy that it's happened, but... It was January 2019. Um, I had been going through some stuff, um, some personal stuff, and uh, I just was feeling really low about things. And I don't know. I just said to my boss one day or my, my colleague of mine, and I was like, do you think, like, maybe I should, like, do something for my dad? Like, I don't know. I feel like, like, maybe, like, he should have, like, a, a platform of some kind. And they were like, yeah, that's a really good idea. You should do that. And this was, I was working at iHeart 
iHeartMedia. <coughs> and um, I started it that night. I got some pictures. And then, um, as you've probably seen on our my Instagram and my dad's, I did the video in the parking lot. Like, hi, guys. Thanks for following. You know, keep the pictures coming. Keep keep Let's keep this going. And every single day since January 7th, 2019, I have posted something. Every morning, I post something. Um, but... You know, I, I just thought, I didn't expect anything of it. I just wanted my dad to, people to see my dad and his stuff to be celebrated. And it was almost like a therapeutic experience for me to do that because every day I wake up and I do something for him. And it's just really nice seeing pictures of him every day. And, um, yeah, it brings me a lot of happiness and it's just crazy how, you know, my dad hasn't had any content or anything in nearly 20 years. And he's, you know, as you can see, he's blown up. He's more talked about now than he has in, I don't know, nearly two decades. It's crazy. And I think from what I've heard that that helped nudge the Hall of Fame. And there's been other things going on. And if that did, was the, you know, helped then that's really, really awesome. And I'm glad that, you know, I could have helped with that. <clears throat> I think there are some similarities uh, between uh, Davey and the ultimate warrior. Who, who mm. was, um, you contributed, I believe, on uh, social media, I think. Um, I think it was Twitter. You, you, shot, you, shot, you sent him a shout out on, uh, excuse me, it wasn't the ultimate warrior. It was the real warrior animal. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that those guys were just so creative. You said on Twitter, rest in peace to Road Warrior Animal. My brother and I made him a birthday video a few weeks ago wishing him a 60th birth. Happy 60th birthday. I cannot believe this. Thank you, Animal, for all your support and friendship over the years and always answering your phone when my dad called you. Rest in peace. Um, what was your relationship like with him, fondest memory of Animal? Um, Animal was always really nice always really cool, humble. Um, uh, I don't really have like a lot of like memories, like when I was young, uh, like little, but I, I, I remember him like being in our lives in like a small capacity. Like he would like him and Hawk would maybe come visit once in a while, <coughs> but I was like four or something. And, um, I remember seeing him at like conventions and he was always really cool. And he would always buy, like I had Harry's merchandise out and I was responsible for selling it while him and my mom were doing signings and he bought like a bunch of shirts which is really nice of him he didn't have to do that and I never forgot that and um whenever he was in England you know I would always see him um but one thing yeah like I said in that tweet was like my dad whenever he would call him he would always answer and I remember the last time my dad got released from WWE he called Animal and Animal answered and uh they were going to be doing some stuff together Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, he was just always just, he's just an all around, just cool guy. And like such a tough badass. That's real. Yeah. He's very supportive of your brother. Uh, your brother <clears throat> literally, um, has been a wrestling, uh, I'm looking for the right word. I mean, he's just, he's just been, he's been uh, a veteran in wrestling for a while. Um, you're supportive of him um, and you have relationship with other wrestlers, children for uh, during their time. What 
you guys are like the like the you guys are the cool kids. But like, how cool is that? Just like to swap stories and to kind of just have that rapport with other wrestlers, kids. Uh, to be honest, we're not like I I'm not really friends with a whole lot of them. But uh, the the one main family I'm close with is the Onawais. So like often and Sika's kids. Okay. And, um, those those like they are who I'm close to and we know our families go way back and believe it or not uh, Mike Rotunda's kids um Bo and uh, Wyndham they I remember going to trick-or-treating with uh um Wyndham Rotunda so Bray Wyatt him and I we used to trick-or-treat together uh when I was little so the them a little bit but the Onawais they like we go way back and like whenever we see each other it's like no time has passed and we always have a story or often has a story about our family um, actually <clears throat> some of, I think a daughter and a son of office were born in Calgary. Like they're, I think, um, his one daughter, she was born the same time as Brett in the same hospital. Wow. Monica, Monica is her name. Yeah. You have a rest, you have a background in, uh, broadcasting. Uh, mm-hmm. you were correspondent for major league wrestling. Um, are we going to see you on TV? Ooh. I think you just might. Okay. Well, you have the digital presence for it. You've been doing a lot with social media. You've been doing a lot with your dad's legacy. Um, and I and I respect it. Um, and I think that um, when we look back at this conversation, I think uh, I think um, it'll all make sense. In it'll the- all make sense. And you and and you you have a presence. You look at your social media, but I'm going to tell you something. One of the things about Canadians that I like, I like when they say the word about. And I first recognized when your when your uncle Brett would say, "You want to talk about?" And I and I've been listening to you the whole time saying about. I didn't say anything, um, but I feel like a Canadian accent. It's like it's it's it stands out, but it's also it translates well into television. That's funny that you ask that because uh, Harry and I had to do something over the weekend, and um, camera-wise, and the person was like, to Harry, they said, you sound a lot more Canadian than your sister. And Harry's like, well, you'll have spent more time there. I don't know. But, <laughs> but uh, it, with mine, it comes out a little bit more when my mom's here. It does. But, uh, you know, I lived in England for five years as well. Okay. Wow. So, yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. And people just would always call me Yank or American. Or <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I'm just, I've got tri-citizens. I've got uh, UK, Canadian, and US citizenship. So I can live and work. Maybe I'm not allowed to, but <laughs> I do. And right now, it's best to stay where you are. <laughs> I think it's best to stay, to stay where I am. Exactly. I don't think I'll be making any trips up to Canada for Christmas. I think I'm going to just stay. Mm-hmm. Well, you answered all my questions. You are off the hot seat. Um, where can everybody find everything that you have going on and uh, follow the movement? Where can where can they check you out? I didn't say that because I, I call my dad's thing the bulldog movement. There you go. So there you go. You're on the you're on the right page with me. Um, yeah. I've got uh, at the British Bulldog Davy Boy Smith is my dad's Instagram, and um, you can see all of his wonderful pictures I post every day on there. And uh, you can follow me. Um, 
I mean, my page is private, but I'll still accept you. Uh, it's at Georgia J Smith. And I have Twitter, which is Georgia Smith 87. And I'm on Facebook at facebook.com uh, slash Georgia Smith seven. So I like seven because it's born in 87. It's a good year. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. You're welcome, ma'am. Thank you for so much for your time. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for your patience with me in this lovely light. So thank you. I, I enjoyed this and I can't wait to come back and to talk more. I got you. <laughs> we'll talk soon, dear. Thank you so much. Thank you. This is Scooby Radio saying you bring the coffee and I'll bring the Duncan. Kaboom! Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone.